1: What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to Spoiler Alert.
0: Spoilers.
1: I'm your host, Johnny Destructo. With me this week is
0: Noel. That's, yeah, it's one syllable. Just like Cheryl. Sting.
1: We're here. Mark underscore Miller is not here. Rob Patey's not here. It's just us. (laughs) Mm hmm. We moved. We specifically moved our record date to Sunday to appease Mark, our Lord and Savior, Mark underscore L underscore Miller. And then he got called in the work early anyway. So yeah. we're on our own. Well, and by like, a, on our own, I mean there's two of us. We're alone together. Yeah, yeah. All right. We have an email.
0: Me, it, oh, I, <coughs> cut. Take two. Let me see it again. Hey, turn, hey, turn,
1: hey, we have an email. E-
0: melio, melio, melio.
1: All right. This is from Christopher Goodnight. It says... So, you mentioned that no one was left out of the movie, and as much as I wish that wasn't true, unfortunately, I have to say I missed Lady Sif and the Warriors 3. As for the movie itself, I loved it. There was so much that I wasn't expecting. Portman and Swinton being in this were the main things. I didn't even think she had any lines, which makes it surprising that she came back. But I wasn't sad to see her. During the time heist, when Cap boards the elevator to take possession of Loki's staff slash the Mind Stone, And when they don't give it to him right away, so he leans down to whisper, Hail Hydra! into Sitwell's ear, OMG, I laughed so hard at that. So much of a fuck you to all of the fans who threatened Nick Spencer for his Hydra Cap story. I thought they were going to recreate the elevator scene from Winter Soldier. I really enjoyed the Cap-wielding Mjolnir scenes as well. Peter meeting Carol was cute. It reminded me that we almost got a Spider-Man, Captain Marvel relationship in the comics way back during Siege. I could go on and on and on and on and also on about this movie, but I don't think I will. Glad you all enjoyed it. Chris,
0: St. Saucy, Sweet Dreams. Mm Mm-hmm. I remembered it. (laughs) There's a couple of uh, uh, things in there. Um,
1: Oh, well, well, first of all, (laughs) Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen Endgame, yeah, yet. <laughs> well that was that was the first thing. Yeah,
0: um, uh, Warriors three are dead. Yeah, so well, no, so I well, guess Sif's not. So like that, had, I'll Sif give you has that a one. Show or but,
1: something coming?
0: Well, no, she she's been on this NBC show for the Shield forty eight years.
1: Oh, she's, is she she uh, Shield?
0: No, she was oh, a guest on uh, the actress. Show. Oh, the actress. Yeah, I see. as and then Sif having a show. I don't. Not to my knowledge.
1: No, I thought she was gonna appear in something, but maybe I'm.
0: She was in. She was on Shield. Once. Maybe I'm a
1: fucking idiot. Do you ever think of that? Well, Do you ever
0: consider that, Noel? Maybe you read and you don't comprehend.
1: <laughs>
0: Probably, <laughs> like, like an asshole. Yeah. Because it's because it's, cause it's elective. You're yeah, like, I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna forget this yeah. just to be a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I so forgot what Um. So that's. Oh, hey. Um. I wanted to get your. I. We never really talked about it. What did you think of? Uh, Secret Empire, the Hail Hydra cap that he's referring to.
1: Well, I'll tell you. Please. Uh, (laughs) Since you asked. (laughs) uh, I actually was really into it when it first started. I was like, ooh, this is fun and spooky. And then it was just scene after scene of a battle happening and someone speechifying over that battle in caption boxes. And Mm. that was super boring for me, even though there was so much emotional stuff that they should have been mining and we're trying to mine it just it just didn't work the storytelling aspect of it did not work for me i like the idea i like the captain america series itself yeah but that and 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 uh, the falcon series yeah but then the secret
0: it's secret uh, empire
1: empire series was just a slog
0: i agree with that like um i mean i don't think it was a full slog cuz i, I well, you mentioned you disliking is something that I'm recently disliking on some other books that maybe we'll talk about later. Yeah. The the narrative um, speechifying bullshit yeah. over top of actual action. Yeah. And using it over and over and over again to the point where it's like trying to instead of um, telling you a profound story and mm-hmm. juxtaposing it with something else. It's just they're just like talking at you after a while. And yeah. you're just like, come on, I get what you're doing. This is stupid. Yeah. Um. um. But I liked the idea. I always loved the idea of of Hydra I thought that yeah, was I thought that was what a great. Neat idea. But the the series was like forty eight issues, mm-hmm. and it I mean, as in the just the event was like forty eight issues. Yeah, inches. yeah, yeah.
1: Just the six issue miniseries, and it was forty. I inches. think it was
0: actually I think it was nine. Oh, was it? It was really really long. But by the end of it, it I just I didn't understand what the hell was going on. Like, oh, I didn't have so, any
1: problems understanding it. I just didn't care I, after. All.
0: No, I I really didn't understand what was happening. Like, oh. so how that like. The Cube made original cap, bad cap, and original cap is now bad cap. But when the Cube made original cap, bad cap, it backed up a good original cap and remade good original cap to beat bad cap. But, But the bad cap is still original cap. Yes. So the cap that's currently around is a copy of good cap. Yeah, so like a manifested memory. The
1: cube itself, the little girl named Kubik, had a memory and an understanding of what Captain America was. And so I believe that's what she makes the secondary cap out of. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they have tried to negate it since then. They go say, Oh, he's just evil cap. He was you know when they when they try to describe Hydra cap, they always say that he's the he was the made-up version. He was the the remake. But version. he's actually. But the he's reality. actually our Captain well, America.
0: Have you been reading Tana Hesse Coates? No, the no. I,
1: we only read like I, well, I only read the first two or three issues. But I. All right, then I won't spoil to it for it, you because it. Does it have Hydra cap?
0: For a hot second. Yeah.
1: Dope. Dope. Yeah. Uh. So anyway, anything else that we need to? Oh, so the, yeah, it was just about. Um, it was a good movie. Oh, I oh, love por- that scene between Peter and Carol. Yeah. Hey, Peter Parker, you got something for me? Yeah. So charming. So cute. I love it. Yeah. That.
0: They, and they did almost date for like a hot second in. I really like that idea. She,
1: she was, was way out siege? of his league. It
0: and was in his series. An, yeah. Like, and it was
1: actually, I think they did a little bit of an, an Avenging Spider Man because I remember the Terry Dodson cover where it's like Captain Marvel, all big and powerful, and there was like Spider Man kind of just hanging onto her back. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it was really. Um, I like that idea. and I like that he was. I mean, he's always dating out of his. Yeah. League, looks- like MJ, Gwen. Captain Marvel,
0: Jessica Drew for a hot second, right? Yeah.
1: Was it Jessica Drew?
0: Didn't did he date Spider Girl for or Spider Woman for a second? Maybe I don't remember. Anywho, I uh, st- everyone.
1: All right, thank you so much for the email, Christopher Saint Saucy Sweet Dreams, and then. Oh,
0: Natalie Portman was not actually in the movie.
1: No, that's what I was wondering. I was like, did they hire her just to wake up from her pillow and walk?
0: No, it was yeah, it, it was, was it was unused leftover. footage. Yeah. yeah,
1: that makes sense. Uh, apparently, she did do some voiceover. She did the voiceover of that. The woman handing her like, oh, clothes. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, he's got one more email for us. Eric O'Grady was a member of Thunderbolts during Siege. Oh, okay. He was part of the team sent to steal a weapon from Odin's vault. As for all that other stuff, I can't comment on it because I don't read Marvel. Because I don't read Marvel. But you did. You literally just... You just wrote us an email about... Okay. I tried to get you to review something other than a book from the Big Two, but alas, you decided once again to review mostly books from Big Comic Book. Corporate sil- corporate chills much? Winky face? I was all set to be mad about you not reading my email for this episode, but I guess I didn't send one three weeks ago when you last review co- reviewed comics. I did send out one about the Endgame podcast, but I guess you didn't talk about that. In th- Jesus, He's just commenting on his own email.
0: So much sass. Too. Which
1: is fine. I mean, it was okay, but it was no Aquaman or anything. Oh my God, are you still talking about Aquaman? Chris Saint Saucy, Sweet Dreams, PS, what books are you excited for from Free Comic Book Day 2019? I'm not really looking forward to anything but that Constantine Funko Pop. <clears throat> I do have oh, I've got two of those.
0: So to retort, we actually did review a lot of books that weren't of the big two last yeah. week. Also, we read Punk Mambo. I didn't like it, and I actually got to veto it. So if you want to be mad at anybody, you can be mad at me because there was there was like seven books that were really enjoyable last week and we wanted to yeah. talk about. So So we dropped it.
1: One of the unwritten rules of this podcast is that if uh, the three of us, or however many people are on the show, if we all agree that we don't like a book, we read a book and we don't like it, we don't review
0: it. Well, so too if it's it like so it's if something is if that if that was explicitly the case though, we would never disagree on anything on the on the podcast and or always talk about how everything is amazing. It's more along the lines of if it was good, bad something to say or not so usually if we skip over something that we, we all collectively read it was just like it was uh it was fine but it was it was just it was fine like everything else or it was really bad and it, i just don't even have anything to say like it was it's usually it doesn't spark a conversation yeah. so we don't talk about it exactly not necessarily good to, or bad but just we don't want to talk about it
1: and i also i don't feel comfortable just shitting on a book true all the three it, of us having a shit fest i don't so, want to do that in, i also like these giving a sass about not reviewing the Anything besides the big two, but like for a while there, we were pretty much before you before you were on here, Noel. Yeah, we were pretty much like a Valiant podcast. <laughs> yeah, we were so uh, on the nuts of Valiant. Uh, anyway, thank you for your emails. Sweet dreams. Age of X Man, Prisoner X Number Three, written by Vida Ayala uh, with art by Jermaine Peralta. I actually did it, Noel. I read. An issue of Age of X Men, even though I said I wasn't going to be doing it anymore.
0: How'd you feel about it? It was pretty good. It was fine. It was
1: fine. I don't. I don't care. I do. I, I like a good prison story though. So I think that is the hook that has brought me in on this particular mm-hmm. title. How are you feeling about um,
0: it? This series specifically, what was what was uh, proving to be the most interesting was was Bishop, just because he was the entry character. So like following him, he is in twenty four pages of this book. He is in one. Um, and I don't, I don't immediately recognize everyone in their jumpsuits without their costumes. So we're following Honey Badger, right? Yeah. Who is, uh, Laura's sister, X-23's genetics is clone, s- clone yeah. sister. So there's her and she's in the same outfit as Moonstone, Moonstone, mm-hmm. who we're also following, but is doing something different. It's, it's the the this issue plays out like a bunch of fragmented sentences yes and i was getting a little frustrated with it and especially when um so the two the two separate storylines that start to converge mm-hmm. which is moonstone and and honey badgers and then all of a sudden these two like fragmented sentences are interrupted themselves mm-hmm. with a break uh, a breakdown by well, like a, a quick memories of, of Beast, but then a complete breakdown of Lorna, who or Polaris, who I don't remember. I don't completely remember being in the series before, maybe just like side panels or no one talks to her or mm-hmm. something. She has a, a full on meltdown and remembers a bunch of realities and and then they lock it's her up. It's a nice
1: two page spread, by the way. Oh, like yeah, it's beautiful. It's nice. Yeah. I like the art in this book.
0: Um, yeah, her 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 manic look, especially her eyes, are just really ah. really done really really well. Yeah, yeah. But um, even she, this one—that's yeah, what I'm. That's yeah. the one I was looking at. Yeah. Um, I don't know what page it is. Doesn't matter. But um, it's the last third of this book kind of sets up something interesting, but it just takes two thirds to really get to that mm-hmm. I, I don't care about. Um, this idea of willing participants and to make this work, it's got to be something crazy. And then you have a last page reveal of.
1: Well, we've been this whole series. We've been hearing, or Bishop has been hearing laughter, mm-hmm. and he can't quite place where it's coming from, and no one else really seems to hear it. And I think what we found here at the end of this uh, issue oh. is that Legion is the one who's manipulating everything, uh, doing some of these sort of like reality ripples, if you will.
0: Yeah, um, Mr. Haller, David Haller, um, is, is. So it didn't really hit me until now that he, this character, is like essentially the the antithesis of. Of X Men of Nate Gray. Oh, okay. Um, which at least that's how it feels like they're setting it up. Mm-hmm. He's uh, uh, Legion is stuck in this prison, um, and in this world that Nate Gray has created, this world of of facsimile and and lie, um, Legion seems to be doing the only thing that he can, or and not even in an altruistic way, just as an anarchist, mm-hmm. um, like you know, flicking stones in the in the lake of right, like right. playing with these prisoners, showing them their actual realities inside of this so it's it's kind of a cool idea Mm -hmm. i almost wish that it wasn't a surprise or a reveal and it just was the whole time you know that's happening so like as a user you know or a viewer you know that's happening
1: i hear what you're saying and i disagree with it fair enough you're wrong oh wait do you mean i'm wrong or do you mean you're wrong yes you might be wrong um i may be crazy (laughs) god damn it (laughs) um so yeah I like that it's a reveal, cause yeah. I like the mystery of it, cause that's the the thread that's been keeping me going this whole time. Is like, well, what's really happening with the laughter and all this other hoo-ha and ballyhoo? So no, I, I like this. I like this reveal a lot. I don't really care. I just, I just would just just stop it, Marvel. Would just stop it with the hair. What is it with Legion's hair?
0: It's it's psychically.
1: I hate it. Up. I hate his hair. I hate it so much. It's like a weird kid and play thing for a while, and Oh then- God. There was like. There was a band there was a new metal band, and they have uh if you go to the return i think it's return of the Joker batman beyond d v d there there's a video for this band and uh you know they're singing from the bat cave and they've got all these bat outfits on, and the lead singer has hair just like this, and that's all I think about when I see legion return of- um
0: keep talking and it's I'm...
1: it's just the worst so me and me and my friends had like inside jokes about it for years about that particular band on the, the batman beyond soundtrack but
0: <gasps> oh my them? god i see it isn't it wonderful the what's the name of the band mephisto odyssey
1: mephisto odyssey yes yes uh i don't Sweet know if christmas I... <laughs> there's <laughs> something else aren't they
0: the name of the song is called crash yeah yeah <sighs> <sighs>
1: Uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm probably gonna play it as the outro for this episode now because I have no other choice. Uh, let's move on to Amazing Spider-Man 20.HU Point Hu by Nick Spencer and Corey Smith. So we're still doing the Hunted storyline in Amazing Spider-Man, and for anyone who doesn't know, all of the regular issues are just the plot as it's happening inside the dome, like mm-hmm. the Hunted Dome, right? And uh, the Point Hu issues are just in between stories I, that deal with specific characters.
0: Yeah, they're they're like little character spotlights um and they've been different. So yeah. like some of them uh have been the events immediately pre uh, prior to the issue. Some of mm-hmm. them have been like origin stories, little truncated origin mm-hmm. stories right mm-hmm. before something happens with the character. They've been a little they've just been showcases but yeah. they've been all over the map as to like how they inject into the story until yeah. it happens. Um this was focused on the vulture. Yep.
1: Who's not a character that I particularly care about? Not at all. He doesn't. He doesn't really evoke any feeling in me. I think there was a little while ago where he was specifically just trying to make money because his niece has cancer. Yes. And I was like, oh, that's neat. After that, uh, before that, and after that, don't care. So yeah, basically, in one of the previous issues, we have seen the Vulture sort of take charge of all of the villains and the you know the. Animal totem characters yeah. that are trapped in this bubble, and now he's the leader of them, and they're going to lead a rebellion, rebellion against um, Arcade and well, the
0: uh, Craven, Craven, Craven the Hunter. Well, uh, yeah, you know what? I don't even know if it's gotten that far yet. Well, at least their motivation. So he's 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 essentially like King Idiot of the Idiots right yeah. now, so, and he's mobilizing them just to stop these hunters. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if he. I don't know if it's as far as oh, okay. also. Well, I know he
1: was like rallying all yeah. the troops.
0: Yeah, I don't know if his scope is that big. Okay. So, um, just I liked this issue, just like I've liked every issue of yeah. this series so far. It's it's good. Yeah,
1: all of this Nick Spencer Amazing Spider Man has been dope.
0: It's it's been really great, and I I um, I feared maybe like ten or fifteen issues because we're we're twenty something issues now with these HUs. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: probably like 24 or
0: 25 during the black cat um story arc mm-hmm. the th- where everybody like the 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 thieves stole all the weapons right it started to feel a little like kind of worn or a little maybe mm-hmm. like I, I hate to say convoluted but it started to get like a little too cutesy yeah and I was like, I, Spider-Man's supposed to be cute and fun, but it, but he nailed that landing. And then ever since, it's been like an upswell, upswing from there. Yeah. I, I, I really do like this series a lot.
1: Yeah, me too. I think it's great. Uh, and actually, normally, uh, I am one to hate on point anything issues, mm-hmm. but these are actually adding something. Each one is adding a particular element to the story that we don't get from the main story. So, uh, I also, I'd rather have a, a point a point issue than maybe a mini series that goes along with it Mm -hmm. they they could have had like a hunted mini of like five different one shots so i'm glad they didn't do that i'd rather have the point issues because then you're still i can still in the store i can still put them in the amazing spider-man's uh stack
0: well also too like it doesn't it doesn't even though it becomes it 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 arrives in between issues of the Mm storyline it doesn't Destroy the momentum of the storyline, which is something that I feel is happening on the you know distinguished competition when it comes to uh, heroes in crisis. Mm-hmm. Like that's nine issues, and it's it plods. Yeah. Imagine if a lot of those side little stories about each of those individual characters that you didn't know about until the beginning of the issue were like point HUs, where mm-hmm. it's it's actually like it's not the main plot, but it's you know yeah emotionally resounding in the main plot. So you could like read it on the side Just it wouldn't destroy the momentum of this, of the story.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: a couple of things we learned in this issue that are really interesting. Um, Arcade is a triple agent of some sorts. Yeah. So he double crosses Craven to help, um, Vulture, Vulture but it's, but
1: that was at the behest of Craven that you find out at
0: the end. So it's a triple cross.
1: It's a triple cross. A not a triple cross. agent.
0: No. Oh yeah. yeah. It's a tripl- triple agent, but triple, triple, cross. A triple cross. Yeah. And then also, too, um, the very end of this book, I forget, there's something else. Oh, oh, by Tyler Crook.
1: Yeah. um. So uh, Tyler Crook did an image series called uh, Harrow County. And he hand paints all of his pages and stuff. So when I saw his name on this, I was very excited. And we figured out how, how, remember we were complaining about how he was uh, abducted. And then like five minutes later had 23 clones. And I think I literally made a gremlins joke about he dumped water on him. And that's kind of what happens here. He injects him with a serum that then gremlins him.
0: Yeah, like body horror style. Just yeah. like turns him into multiple versions of himself. And I was just yeah. like, oh,
1: solved it. Cool. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> cool. So, yeah, I was really, I like this last um, little mini, mini-sode that they put in here. So, it's, yeah, all, it, it's all good. This good this
0: whole, this whole this, the whole series is really fun. This This mm-hmm. arc is really, really great.
1: Uh, all right, let's stay take, take on the Marvel tip with Savage Avengers.
0: You want to stick with the big two? You want to go all big two this time? Yeah, you know what?
1: <laughs> Only, how about just big one? We're just going to do all, all Marvel, Marvel all the all time. The time. Uh, so Savage Avengers number one by Jerry Duggan and Mike Diodato Jr. Uh, so we enjoyed the Avengers No Road Home, which introduced the Conan character into the Marvel Universe proper. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that series, we had Conan... You know, instead of the spell taking him back where he was supposed to go, it just, just shifted him over to the Savage Land, I guess.
0: Yeah, it, it threw him around. But we, yeah. but at that time, too, we didn't know where or when in the Savage Land he was. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like now he was. I, well, now we know yeah. it's now. Yeah. I mean, we could have surmised, but now we know it's now.
1: The fr- I just, I just, I just, I, I don't like Mike Diodato's art. Yeah. That's the first thing I think every time I open up a Mike Diodato art, no matter who's writing it, as I open it and I go, ah, jeez.
0: What is it about it you don't prefer?
1: It's overly cross-hatchy. It's mm-hmm. overly digital. It uses a lot of digital tricks, which I don't mind, but I think the digital tricks should be in service of the artwork, and I feel like all of the stuff that he's doing muddies up the pages and takes any of the oomph out of it. I feel like the figures feel very staged. They don't feel like there's a lot of kineticism to it. They feel very, um, uh, static and, and just still, even though someone's swinging a sword or something, it just feels like someone posed for that, Mm -hmm. which um, is probably not the case. Um, I'm sure he doesn't have people posing for all these things. And I just don't like his body dimensions. Everyone's got real big, fat sausage fingers. Everyone's kind of, like, stocky. For some reason, Conan the Barbarian and Wolverine are the same height.
0: Also, Wolverine's Actually, claws Wolverine's are taller than Conan. Wolverine's claws are also three feet long.
1: Yeah, it's just... There's a lot of stuff that um, uh, it so just doesn't speak to me.
0: I heart-wise. also don't care too much for um, Mike Tudato's style. Um... Yeah, I know. Yeah, where's the end? Of, where's the other end of the sword too? Yeah, there's a
1: scene where um, I a, almost said a, Chrome.
0: It's a good idea. This scene is a good idea. Yeah, I, like I really like it. But Conan
1: versus Wolverine.
0: Well, also too, they're, they're how they meet. Yeah, is just kind of funny.
1: Yeah, they're both fighting hand um, ninjas, and then uh, he's Conan is basically just on a killing spree, mm-hmm. swinging his sword at anything that moves, and then uh, off panel you see him swinging a sword at something, and the big reveal is that. Uh, yeah, Wolverine is decline. standing there, and now he's just got a broadsword in his skull.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it, I'm not a, I'm not a giant fan of Mike Diodato. Like, um, mm-hmm. as, but I especially don't um appreciate his style when depending on the book. So mm-hmm. when he would fill in an issue of Avengers, it felt weird mm-hmm. because his style is very uh, it's it's evocative of very muddy, dark. Yeah. Um nefarious kind of just like in the shadows type of stuff and then he would do like a main issue of of avengers or something and it just yeah. it felt dirty in yeah. a weird way yeah no yeah but when he but when he was when he would do an issue of dark avengers mm-hmm. felt all right it was fine yeah. that's kind of how i felt here like this is not really my cup of tea but it didn't distract me like it usually does mm-hmm. because this is actually a, a kind of a nasty story.
1: I am always distracted by Mike Diodato yeah. art. I'm always thinking more about the art than I am the story. Um but I do agree with you, bless you. I do agree with you that if you're going to put him on a book, yeah, this one makes more sense. And it's you know it's funny. I also don't like David Finch. Yeah. But I find myself going, oh, I wish David Finch drew this one. Yeah. He drew
0: the cover. Oh, did he? Yeah. He drew well there's like seventy two covers.
1: So Oh my God, what? he drew the cover. I thought he was um D C. So what'd you think of this issue?
0: I didn't hate it. Okay. Um I I I appreciated that, that it was um like I said, I appreciated that it was nasty. Mm-hmm. It had a parental advisory. I did really like the the meeting of Conan and Wolverine and uh-huh. how they how they squash the fight. Well,
1: They're, after after like seven pages they squash the
0: fight. But they, they do it There's a I lot mean, of pages of these two just going at it. You'd
1: expect that though. Yeah, that's true. It's it's two uh, like, immovable objects. Yeah.
0: Um, also, I don't necessarily understand the abilities of Conan right. he's just a dude right he's he is a, just I he's mean, like strong the greatest warrior, but that's cool I mean that's fine right but but he gets slashed in the face, he doesn't seem to bug yeah. him too much, and they fall off a cliff together, and then through he a just, building yeah, and, and then he just drinks and beer and now he's better, yeah, and he's just as like you know. Imperme- impermeable to damage as, as Wolverine is. So, mm. I, I, whatever. Um, this is a getting the band together kind of issue. So, all the main characters haven't even essentially met yet and uh-huh. we're seeing the tease of the big bad. I love how they brought in Frank Castle.
1: Oh, brutal, right? It's really like, brutal. That's one of those scenes where you go, oh, they're fucked.
0: Yeah, so apparently in the Savage Land there's this cult who is trying to bring about a a God every millennia or some garbage like that. They put together offerings. Uh, they fill the bowl. Yeah. So to speak of blood of, uh, worthy blood for the, this monster to take. So they've been kidnapping all of these experts and, and, um, and talent and, and the greatest of the great across the globe, just to cut off their heads and throw them down this bucket to fill the bowl, like this, this pit to fill the bowl. So sacrifice as a sacrifice in the city of
1: sickles. It's called city of sickles.
0: Yeah. Um, so they need some really potent, rich blood, like uh, blood that's worth it. So they mm-hmm. keep they keep referring to like the the blood of this warrior. This warrior is gonna, like, gonna tip the scales because it's you know it's the most potent warrior blood. Blah blah blah. And and honestly, for most of the story, I thought it was just Conan. They're they're coming after Conan. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cool, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end, it's revealed that the hand. Has stolen the bodies of Frank Castle's family.
1: Yeah, from the grave.
0: From the grave. To, took them to the Savage Land and left clues. And they were like, "Oh no, no, no! This is just bait. Yeah. We're waiting for the warrior to come after these bodies, yeah, and he's going to fill cool. our bowl." I'm that like, "This cool. is
1: fantastic." So, I'm looking at the name of this demon that they're summoning. Um, they're, he's called Jotunlau. So I'm assuming that this is from Jotunheim, right?
0: I guess so. And it's
1: and it's Laufey, right? Was uh, Jotunheim. Jotunheim, right? Isn't Laufey the guy from um you know Thor and Jotunheim yeah, is the big Jotun, dad, But it's th- it, the ice. What's planet, his name's dad? The,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah um, Loki's dad. But that's Loki's the Pops. ice one, right?
1: Yeah. And it says from his icy domain. But th- yeah, when, when uh the guy in the cloak is dumping the mm. the opera singer into the into the bowl. So yeah, his name is Jotun Lau. So my
0: my biggest questions of this series thus far is the character design—they show you like a flashback of this giant monster. Mm-hmm. Character design looked very venomy. Venomy, yep. And, and we also
1: got a glimpse of Venom in this issue.
0: Yeah, he's in a hanging cage mm-hmm. above this temple, and they don't make—they don't even make reference to it in dialogue or text. Yeah, it's just in the back of a panel. Uh, a caged-up Venom is. And if he didn't great. have
1: his little tongue hanging out with the red, I wouldn't, wouldn't have even notice him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, I wonder too where this all falls. Yeah. Just in general where it is because in the actual Venom series is he's, he's kind of like lobotomized and hardly even a part of Eddie. Yeah, I don't and know. And they have the whole God Venom stuff, the or the null, is it? Yeah. Canol. Canoel. Null? Null? Yeah. K N U L O. Me.
1: Yeah, it's you. But yeah, I'm curious about the the continuity of all this, all these characters being in different things at the same time. Yep. Bleh. Yeah. We're he's looking at, show, he's we're showing looking me at panels. Mike did artwork. Oh, I did really like this uh, Brother Voodoo, this Doctor Voodoo bit where he goes in against uh, an entire army of ninjas and he's like I'm prepared and then the next scene is like him captured.
0: Yeah, prepared with what? He pulls out an action figure.
1: Well, I guess it was he was going to get ready to do some sort of voodoo trick.
0: Sure, but they never even show it failing. I so like that. He's got toys.
1: Yeah, he's got this toy and he's like like ah, I, I came prepared, and then the next scene we see him when they come back is like, "All right, how about best, best two out of three? which I thought was pretty funny. So
0: that's great. I'm um, curious
1: about this at least. Yeah, I, I mean,
0: I'll, I'll read the second issue. I, I really liked, I really like Jerry Duggan. Hmm. Like he, he, like I like his series. I, I really like. He hasn't liked- impressed me yet. I l- I really liked Guardians of the Galaxy. As uh, soon as it became Infinity Wars and mm-hmm. like the build up of and the different like versions of the reality stones, yeah. I was I lost. I I so hated it's Infinity so Wars. he's got he he apparently has to me at least he has this sweet spot of like keep it keep it tight, keep it together mm-hmm. and it's a really fun story. As soon as you become way too ambitious, it starts to lose any kind of resonance. So I I'm hoping maybe this falls into that like that sweet spot of just, like, good stories with a handful of characters. With a little
1: bit of bonkers to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. No. But, yeah, I haven't read anything by Jerry Duggan that made me go, oh, I need to pay attention to this guy. Like, Donnie Cates is a guy who took a while. I kept hearing the name bandied back and forth. I never really paid any attention until Thanos wins in the Venom series. And now I'm going, oh, well, you know what? I see a Donnie Cates book. Maybe I'll check it out. Jerry Duggan has not gotten me to that entry point to his work yet. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, year of the Villain, number one. It's So basically a quarter issue came out about, was it last week? No. Is it this week? It was free, Right before free, free Comic Book Day. Yes, yes. And so this is a primer for the DC Universe of what is going to be coming our way for this Year of the Villain. And uh, we've got it written by Scott Snyder and Brian Michael Bendis with James Tinney in the fourth. And then art by Jimmy Chung, Alex Maleev, and Francis Manipole. Now that is a good, mm. that is a good bunch of art. Um, I I was giving Alex Maleev or Malev or, or Maleev, a bunch of, that guy. I a, a bunch of shit, right? Because I felt like much like Diadato, it was very digital, a little overworked, it felt a little static. I don't know what he's doing now, but his style has been shifting ever since like the Daredevil series that he did with Bendis to now. There's a dramatic increase. Uh for me personally, I really like looking at it now before I was having trouble. So
0: this is this is the, the so this is the second are we just gonna skip to the second story? I'm sorry, story? I
1: shouldn't have skipped to the second story, but you're flipping through it and I'm looking at Maliev's art. So, uh, that, so it's my fault. So right, cool. Yeah, it's cool, it's my fault. Pretty much everything is.
0: Um well,
1: Let's start with the first one, Doom by Scott Snyder and Jim Chung.
0: Go. I mean I had something to say about Maliev. Nope, F, tough but that's cool
1: so I, the first thing i i'm tired of all this doom stuff it feels <laughs> it doesn't feel natural it doesn't feel like it's either justice or doom why why are those the two <sighs> words you're god, using god i
0: wish i wish i are you still you still reading justice league
1: no I keep meaning to, and I keep not doing it.
0: It's, it's great and awful. Well, what, what at the same time, what it
1: sounds like he's doing is like, all right, we've got the Justice League, so that's got the word Justice in it, and we've got the Legion of Doom, that's got the word Doom in it.
0: Well, Justice and Doom are uh, think of it as like the um, um polar, uh, the the polar opposites of the or like two polar entities or or yeah. energies of the universe. Doom being apathy and and this new or a new or original villain mm-hmm. Perpetua that they've just kind of just dis- like the mother of the multiverse, the mother of the multiverse. She, um, <laughs> it's so weird. Well, I don't I even know reading, how to describe it. I'm reading
1: the current, so I mean, like the current, um, six dimension storyline that I'm reading.
0: Yeah. So you got the origin of, of Perpetua. Perpetua. Yeah. yeah We're, uh, also like the idea of her children, the, the monitor, anti-monitor and the, and the for, other guy. Wolf forger. Yes. Oh, nice. Um, essentially rendered her obsolete because she overstayed her welcome. Uh-huh. She manipulated the the universe to create humanity mm-hmm. to build as her army against ah. those that are trying to. She she foresaw being caged up because she wasn't useful anymore. I think it was the monitor that that asked her, like, all right, so you have me, you have my brothers, uh, you've got the universe, it's made. Why are you still here? Oh. You know, because, you know, for all— Brutal. I, Well— all things, you know.
1: That is the worst Mother's Day present
0: <laughs> ever. All things as they are. It's just like, all right, so we all have a purpose. Uh-huh. Yours is no longer. Damn it. So what should we do? Mm-hmm. And she just, like, skirts him off for a couple of millennia. Mm-hmm. And during this time, she uh, takes Martians and humans and creates a hybrid of, well, human humanity is a hybrid of uh, Martians and... S- Nest or like uh, less beings uh, oh, okay. that were that existed on Earth. Like, I didn't know that. Like, in order to jump humanity, I she see. hybrid or creates a hybrid of Got Martian you. DNA something gotcha. like that. Sure. So the key to all of this is Martians and humans. Mm-hmm. She's trying to build. She, uh, she the the original the original purpose of humanity was to build an army to fend off those that are trying to keep her down, and she gotcha. does that with doom and, and apathy. Gotcha. My point uh, yeah. being, yeah, that justice was and doom. awful. Sorry, was I don't totally... even know what I'm reading anymore. Okay.
1: Um, I just don't like the I don't like the phrases he's using. You're just using them because you're grabbing them from the titles of the two teams. Yeah, so they're like
0: they're, there's these these powers, these forces. The totality can be used either for justice or doom to bring apart Perpetua or keep her imprisoned. Yep. And he thinks or lex luther thinks that doom is the way yeah yeah, yeah of course he does. it is
1: uh but i will say that i have been enjoying ever since the new 52 they had did, done this thing where lex luther was kind of a good guy he started off as like that. not great but he wasn't a bad guy and then he was actively trying to be a good guy and then i would say with the justice league that jeff john
0: the no justice or- scott
1: snyder yeah. um has created here, this is, we're finally seeing him turning to being bad
0: guy. Yeah, after the after the source wall was destroyed, yeah. he kind of realized, like, <laughs> what's the point? What am I doing? Yeah, he had an epiphany. Yeah, and um, now he's actually just trying to speed along the process and grab whatever he can.
1: And he's going hardcore in this issue. I like this. Yeah. So, basically, he's, like, selling off all of his L- Lex Luthor, you know, Luther core stuff. Uh, he commits suicide, and... Um, I guess he's he's piecing everything off to all of the other villains so that the villains can use his resources to defeat their heroes that their mm-hmm. you know their counterparts. So that was kind of cool actually. I like that a lot. Um yeah, he kills himself. Yeah. Quote
0: unquote. I mean he sacrifices himself yeah. to be born again.
1: Right. By Perpetua. Yeah. She's got a little uh he's he's floating around in a I, little jar. I
0: I think he's going to be it seem, uh, the way that they're setting it up. It seems to be so. Her her work was interrupted mm-hmm. creating that that army, yeah. that soldiers. So I think he is going to be her like prototype. Yeah, like Martian human hybrid. It's kind of cool. Soldier. I'm so, into it. Well, Lex Luthor, no more. It's going to be yeah. this weird dude. But that was the first story. Just kind of like it. It almost it almost worked as a prologue for this bigger story that he's about mm-hmm. to to kick off in Justice League.
1: Yeah. And then the second one uh, has to do with Batgirl, Green Arrow, uh, Merlin. Merlin's trying to do the same thing. He's trying to get rid of, you know, he's selling off his company and he's trying to escape because he's like, shit's about to get fucked.
0: Yeah. The way that these two are um, connected thus far is Amanda Waller was in the first one. They just try mm-hmm. and take all the secrets from her. Yeah. But at the same time, in the Superman books, Bendis is uh, clear in the deck of all these different organizations mm-hmm. like Argus and and Star Labs. Was, it, was Star Labs I'm one asking. of them? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't uh, but know. I think it was um, Checkmate, um, oh, Spiral, right. uh, the other one. D.E.O. Gotcha. D.E.O. D.O.D.
1: D-D- no, the D.E.O. You're right. D.E.O. Department of Extraordinary Orgasms or something. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ooh. Um this, Why would you get rid of that, <laughs> that organization? This is the Alex Malieve that was doing that, for me, incredibly underrated, infamous Iron Man. Series. Oh,
1: that was good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This it, like y- you're right though. He he has in a weird way almost kicked it up a notch, mm-hmm. especially for the work that he does for uh mainstream comics. And yeah. this is indicative of that. But it really was something that started back when he started doing you're um right. Iron Man. You're right. Yeah, it was really good.
1: Yeah. Um so and then we've got the secondary story where basically we've got who do we know the name of this guy? Who? The guy who kidnaps Batgirl this and is tries supposed to convince to be, her to this is join supposed him. to be
0: the beginning of that this this dude whoever this dude is in this creepy as hell mask is leviathan? I don't know. I, I think he's supposed to be leviathan. Okay, sure. Or she. But it has a really interesting cliffhanger, which I kind of dug, especially in uh in light of the conversation we were having about the Arkham Knight. Uh-huh. Um at the end of this issue, uh Bruce Wayne is trying to figure out who Leviathan is, this entity that that is taking out all of these organizations and, you know, claiming the uh claiming it like a terrorist group. And Damien is just like, Hey, you always teach us to kind of go with our hunches. And, Mm -hmm. and you know, if you have an idea, you work on how to prove it wrong, not necessarily how to prove it. Right. Um, So prove to me why Jason Todd is not Leviathan because all the, like everything fits about it. And I was like, He's fucking right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also really like, there's
1: something about that dialogue that I really like. So Damien's talking to Bruce, and he goes, you know how sometimes you get an idea in your head, a detective's theory, and you can't shake it until you can't prove it wrong, or until you can prove it wrong? And until then, the idea just become keeps becoming more and more real? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's something about the way he presents it. Uh, there's, I like the way Bendis writes, what and it
0: so what i What I thought was kind of interesting, too, or what I didn't understand when this started i thought it was going to be a superman uh event right it appears to not be this is a detectives event Mm -hmm. so like you've got oliver queen and batgirl and batman and and in this even in the solicits even it was like the question and stuff so i it makes me start to wonder like what's going to actually happen with the superman books Mm -hmm. during the course of this event yeah again it's just it, it it feels um it feels old school fun yeah, I think I like Bendis it. is
1: a welcome addition to DC. Agreed. Yeah. We got a third story here, and this one is by James the IV and Francis Manipole, uh, another artist that I really like. Um, and this is basically touching on what we were saying earlier about we've got Lex Luthor, we've got... Um, what is her name?
0: Perpetua. Perpetua. She's got a solar system for a necklace. Yeah, and whatever. And the Batman who laughs, they're still trying to make that a thing. Yeah. Um, I do... This this whole uh, this is the only piece of this comic or this 25 cent issue that actually has to do with the quote unquote year of the villain. Yeah. The other two were short stories about other series. Um it seems that just like how uh the Batman Who Laughs is slowly infecting and changing our Batman, Bruce or yeah. Bruce or if it is if it even is our Batman, we'll <laughs> see. <Dun. laughs> um he has apparently or at least it seems as though he's infected uh, five or six other members of the DC universe. What? Yeah. Where they, did you see that? That's what. That's what, what are you they're getting about, Willis. Or did I read that?
1: Willis, what are you? Did I read that to? in
0: here? Or did I? Oh, I might have been in the back matter. It's in the back matter. Oh, I didn't read that. I read all of it because I do my homework. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it feels almost like. So the the course of this year, it's going to be sleeper agents. Pe- people in the or, or characters and heroes in the DC universe that are. Turning Working bad. for
1: Leviathan, or
0: Turn, uh, or gotcha. um, him, Batman who laughs. I don't sure. really know. Either way, they're turning bad. Some of them know, it, some of them don't. Neat. And Bruce and Superman trying to find out who they are. <clears throat> oh,
1: that's kind of cool. So
0: it almost feels um, it feels like a Battlestar rip ripoff, but it's cool.
1: Ah, there we go. Batman Superman number one. The bonds of trust and friendship between the world's finest heroes are tested as Batman and Superman unite to uncover who's already been infected and twisted into a dark multiverse version of themselves by the Batman who laughs. Cool. All right. Yeah, I'm into that.
0: Uh, and the only so like they at the end of this book, they kind of show you each of the like each of the series that these are going to touch, and they touch on Batman seventy five. Batman book, the Batman book, where Bane yeah. is the bad, ma- the bad guy. City of Bane? Maybe they'll start telling a story again, because I, I wanted to rip my face off yeah. reading Batman 70 this week that we're not going to talk about. 70, was that still part of the nightmare? It was the end of the nightmares. Uh-huh. Like, it's supposed to be real now, but the whole issue was a poem or oh, a story. No. Did you read it? No. It's a poem or a story, Batman waking up, and in in like cutscene fashion beating up everyone getting out of arkham asylum while it's overlaid by like the Touch. voiceover of someone re- reciting a a, a f- effing odysseus like poem i'm tired of it yeah. i'm tired of it tell me a story
1: it all feels a little like you're just trying too hard
0: it's, it's self-important it's indulgent yeah. i i'm yeah. really tired of it i i yeah. want i want a story that's actually just like people talking and and mm-hmm. it being revealed not constant narration
1: yeah
0: ah <sighs> sorry
1: I think the only story I really like by the Tom King Batman is, um, what was it? Uh, The War of Jokes and Riddles.
0: I never read The War of Jokes and Riddles. That was great. I jumped on after. I jumped on like the handful of issues after and into 50. I'm going to let
1: you keep reading this, and you can tell me if it gets good again.
0: I did dig um, right after she dumped him at the the Lee Weeks and... Court.
1: Oh, the court one was pretty good. That was good. That was because it didn't have
0: anything to do with that was good. No, it. It no, was, was an good actual one. story. Yeah,
1: you're right. Uh all right, moving on. Deceased number one from Tom Taylor, Trevor Herrseen, Stefano uh, Gaudiano, Guardiano. And holy cats, James Heron. James Heron is one of my current favorite um comic book uh artists. I've been following him on Twitter and Facebook and all that other junk. And uh, he did a book called Rumble, I want to say for maybe image. And uh, I just love his art so much. It's so great. But, uh, I, you know, I saw when I was flipping through this, I was like, oh, it's, it's that's, that's that guy who looks like James Heron. I can't remember his name. It was a little bit. Oh, J- Daniel Warren Johnson, who does Murder Falcon. <laughs> and then I went, oh, no, it's legitimately James Heron. So I was very excited to see him. But uh, anyway, we basically have a horror movie set in the DC universe. This is my favorite book of the week. I loved it. It's very simple. Uh, It's nothing like a Tom King book or a Heroes in Crisis book, um, which is all. Was that also Tom King?
0: Yeah. God damn it. This is the Tom King Hater podcast. I didn't
1: mean to, but geez. So, yeah, basically, we've got. Mr. Miracle is great. Oh yeah, and the vision and the vision is vision great. great. Yeah, uh, Dark Side finally gets a hold of the anti-life equation, but through a miscalculation, he fucks it up, and it and it, yeah. it It's like a virus, and it and it sort of all it's uh, adjusts itself, right?
0: Yeah, he um, uh, in order to take the anti or he the rest of the anti-life equation is inside of a uh, cy- uh, cyborg mm-hmm. in order to get it out of him. He captures death. Who's the black racer. Yeah. Um, and tries to kind of connect the three of them together, but he ends up morphing the virus, yeah. putting it inside of, mm-hmm. of cyborg and then becoming infected himself.
1: And then, yeah, he corrupts it. And this page of, uh, dark side scratching at his own face, and his head is just crumbling. He
0: rips his own scalp off.
1: It's so good. Yeah. It's look at this battle.
0: It's insane. James
1: Heran's a fucking beast.
0: I I loved it.
1: I uh, he's yo, he's so good. He's up, him and um the John way, Murphy.
0: The way he drew Assad too was just mm-hmm. disturbing.
1: It Reminds me of one of those demons Assad, from Demon sorry. Knight. Yes. Demon Knight. Yeah. So um yo, this was fun. So basically um All of Apocalypse explodes. Oh, yeah.
0: When when Darkseid goes nuts, he decides to take the planet with him. So they blast, like, they get rid of, in order to try and um, contain the virus that just, that now is being, you know, infected in all of Apocalypse, they throw... Cyclops, th- b- cyb- cyborg Cyclops. back to earth. Yeah,
1: Cyclops. Cy- cyborg through a boom tube, yeah, which sends him right to Earth, and he can feel that because he's on Earth, he's automatically auto connecting to uh the the web, the the grid.
0: Yeah, everything. And
1: he tries to shut it off because he knows that he's infected, but it's too fucking late, and it goes to everyone's cell phones and Apple watches and what have mm-hmm. you, and everyone gets infected and they start doing the same thing to sort of. Um, uh Dark Side did, which is like scratching off their own faces and then murdering everyone around them.
0: Yeah, it's like um it's like a, a madness or uh kind mm-hmm. of like, like twenty eight weeks later it's 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 a way of doing zombies without actually doing zombies. Yeah. Um it's fun. it's
1: definitely like twenty eight days later or yeah. like not quite as bad as crossed. I'd say it's in in between twenty eight days later and crossed because they definitely do some self damage first. Mm-hmm um, but god damn it oh and then Batman getting ripped to pieces at the end here
0: by Nightwing so this this definitely ah. feels like um, so I wasn't sh- uh, they do get infected via bite as well as they, they mention? yeah they mentioned it yeah. and you can either like your brain gets infected first or you do by touch or, or by skin and then or bite or, or yeah, infection yeah coupling the
1: digital with what appears to be an aggressive biological blood to blood transference
0: there you go gah so it's
1: so fun. I love this book.
0: I, I th- this is like a obviously this is not the real Marvel uni- or a, a DC? DC universe.
1: No, it's not.
0: But obviously, uh, it feels like injustice. It feels like like the OG Marvel zombies. Yeah. Uh, where well, anything could happen. So yeah, someone said that
1: too. That, uh, maybe it was you uh, on a different. Uh, we were talking, and you <laughs> said something about we don't Marvel talk outside of this zombies, unless there's a microphone. You don't talk about that. So. um... But I said the Marvel zombie stuff is way too silly for me. I I just didn't care about it. It was a, it was a cute, fun little thing. Like even the name Marvel Zombies was a pun. Yeah. I so I thought that was kind of cute. But this is very serious. This oh is, yeah. This yeah, yeah, is a yeah. horror movie. Yeah. And uh, I don't think I've seen anything like this from DC. Have I? Something that's I this remember.
0: brutal and well, Injustice was incredibly brutal, but not in a horror setting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was just a what if gone off the rails, like elsewhere Elseworlds. But
0: wildly off the yeah, rails. Yeah. Like it starts with the murder of Lois Lane. Of Lois Lane By Superman. By, yeah. So badass. So it's it was just as yeah awful. Actually, is this also Tom Duke? This is
1: Tom Taylor. Yeah, same guy. Same guy. Yeah. 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 Okay. But yeah, this is my favorite book of the week. I think it's great. Trevor Hairsign is a perfect yeah, artist he for this.
0: I don't know. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, it's
1: been a bit. But it's that so first, good to see him back.
0: That first page, that first splash page of the Justice League taking out Darkseid. Well, there's even that nice wonderful.
1: little that nice little uh bit of dialogue or monologuing here. It started with something like thunder. I don't know how else to describe it because it was a sound no one had ever heard before. It was the sound of uh it was a sound of a Superman breaking the jaw of a god. Yeah. So great.
0: It was a wonderful book. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Super into it. Uh, Yeah, can you just put it on my list? That'd be great. Oh, Thanks. I'll put it
1: on your subscription list. Yeah, you got please. it, buddy. All right, last but not least, we got Planet of the Nerds number one are by... You,
0: are you sure you want to talk about this? It's not DC or Marvel.
1: Oh, you're right. We should stop right now. Yeah, we only talk you're about right. the top two. We only two. do the top
0: two. Mm.
1: You're right. Anyway, thank you for joining yeah. us on this episode <laughs> well, of... Well, I the...
0: mean, you started, so... Yep, I guess if... we... You want to do it? I, okay. Well, like, well... Okay, so if you listen to the rest of this, um, <laughs> just know that we typically don't talk about anything that's not DC or Marvel. Yeah. We don't want to. (laughs) Go on.
1: Uh, so Planet of the Nerds. (laughs) Well, that was a lot, that was a long dipshitty bit, wasn't it? Uh, from Ahoy Comics, who I'm now starting to pay attention to, much like I said earlier, um, because they did Wrong Earth. Oh. Ahoy Comics does the Wrong Earth, with Tom Pyre and Jamal Igle. And, uh, yeah, so here's another interesting book. I think this is really cute. This is by Paul Constant and Alan Robinson. Basically, we've got a story of a bunch of jocks, a bunch of, you know, yeah, quote-unquote meathead uh,
0: 80s villains, t- 80s high school villains. 19, prime 84 to 87 high school jocks. Yeah. They look 35. They yeah. act like they're 12. Mm-hmm. Super, super aggressive.
1: Yeah. And this is actually taking I don't know when did crocodile Dundee two come out? I want to say that was the nineties was that the eighties well,
0: i it was the nineties but I was feel it but it feels like yesterday
1: or honestly I'm so the, close to croco- the uh, crocodile Dundee franchise as a whole. It's like always in my heart all the time that it, only, it was I feel like a couple of years ago
0: well, it's funny like I didn't read the i didn't read, they're in a movie. Uh-huh. Um they, they there's a scene in a movie theater and the establishing shot is the marquee. Yeah. I didn't read the marquee, oh. but they they do a bunch of text bubbles of what's happening on screen mm-hmm. and one of them was I thought it, I swear to god I thought this was a goddamn like a uh, misprint but it was he closed back He can climb down there and get him he bloody self. I'm like, you mean him? Like I was, I was like grammar checking the dialogue. I'm like, what's going on? But then, but then it's just really bad um, accents.
1: Hey, do you remember that time? Do you remember when like the Crocodile Dundee, he left the Outback, right? And he came to like the big city, like New York City. He did it three times. And then he did, um, he was like out there and then some guy tried to like, try to take a knife and, and mug him. And then Crocodile Dundee, he did that bit where he was like, that, that's not a knife. This this is a knife. And then he showed him a bigger knife. Do you remember that?
0: No, I don't remember that. Oh. should is, I tell was you that, more about it? Was that in the movie? <laughs> yeah. I, so anyway. I I remember do you remember when he took the the spoiler of a limo? The little, the sp- and he turned uh, it and into he used a, boomerang. It as a
1: boomerang. Yo, yo. <laughs> oh, do you that remember? Was dope. Do, you do you remember?
0: remember? Well, okay, okay, you do you, okay,
1: you go I'll first. You go first. You go first. Do you remember when he, he was in New York for the first time and he went to the bathroom? It was at this really ritzy hotel. They left him there. And then he goes into the bathroom and he can't figure out why there's like a stream of water that comes up out of the toilet. And then he screams, they leave and he screams down to to the lady who's in the movie and they're getting into the limousine and he goes, It's for washing your backside. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, that was good. That was really
0: good. And yeah. you know what when I was little I didn't know what a bidet was either. Yeah. Um so thank and you, wait, do, you, do you remember <laughs> do you remember do you remember do you remember the part where where he uh where he was uh, this lady got mugged? uh uh-huh. And and they the, the mugger took a purse and started running and he's uh-huh. like far away now. Yeah. And, yeah, because he's running, and, and somebody, and he knocked over a, a when he's running the the mugger when he's running he knocks over a bag of groceries and there's a there's a can that falls. That's rude. And, and Dundee, yeah, it's totally rude. He didn't say yeah. excuse me or anything. He's yeah. just running with the stolen property. Fucking muggers, am I right? Um, and then and then and then and then and then crocodile Dundee, um, whose whose name is Mick? I don't know if we mentioned yeah, his Mick name. Mick Dundee. Mick yeah, yeah, Dundee. Yeah. Crocodile from the outback. Crocodile is just a it's yeah, a he's nickname.
1: He's not he's not literally a crocodile. Yeah. Well, he also yeah.
0: his his parents didn't name him crocodile. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so, he so then t- what he happens? T- he,
0: the, the 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 can of peas. I think it's peas or it's, it's cream corn. Peas. Uh
1: huh. And then what's
0: he doing? It rolls towards him, and he's just like, "All right," and he takes. <laughs> uh huh. And he takes the peas, and the bunker's really far away. But he takes it and he chucks it, uh-huh. and he hits the mugger in the head Ooh. from like. Thirty yards away. You know, you know what? It's anywhere between thirty and three hundred <laughs> yards away.
1: I don't know. Pick a but number he, in between those, and that's what exactly what it was. So
0: like seventy.
1: Yeah, seventy
0: miles. Seventy or one fifty. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and he he stops the mugger with a can of peas that fell down. Yeah. And and if you think about it it, is the mugger's own doing because he doesn't say excuse me and knocks over those yeah. groceries.
1: Had he said excuse yeah. me and helped the lady with the groceries, he wouldn't
0: have had anything to throw at him and stop him. So oh, I remember when he walks on everybody's head?
1: Oh, I do remember that! To get to the lady! Yeah. The lady! Actually, in all seriousness, I do remember I that scene where he throws the can of peas. And I remember thinking, even as a child, you just murdered that man. <laughs> that man is dead. Yeah, it's a You hit somebody blow. with a can of peas that hard from that far away. Like, he is dead! Anyway, so back to this book, Planet of the Nerds. <laughs> 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 oh, how apropos. <laughs> So basically, we've got uh, your group of of jocks from the '80s or '90s, and but of course, you've got the one who's sensitive, more sensitive than the other two, right? And you got the one guy who's really, really aggro, and then you've got the other guys who're like, I don't it's know. The, it's the jet-? Lucas
0: dynamic. Yes. So you've got the jock who is sensitive to nerds, mm-hmm. but still a jock. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. So basically, they keep picking on this one kid, and the one big, the the, the meanest of the jocks. Uh, they're like, they're even asking, him, like, what? Why? Why are you have it in for this guy? Like, what does he do to you? It's well, he's like
0: nothing. He's a nerd. It's it's weird. So like, panel like from one panel to the next, he's like got murder face, and then yeah. like you're right, I should calm like, down. Hey. I'm like this dude's possessed. Yeah, like he, it, it's it's as the acting is as subtle as the 1980s movies mm-hmm. yeah, were. It's like, pretty on point. Yeah,
1: it actually reminds me, and I'm sure this is probably what they're doing, but it reminds me of the guy from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, nerds. nerds!
0: Yeah. Um, so, um, so they go see Crocodile Dundee, which actually came out in 1988. Crocodile was, Dundee wow. 2. Yeah. 88. All right, Yeah, part cool. 2 was 88, part 1 was 85, I think.
1: And uh, so they tr- they see this kid walking, this nerd that they keep picking on at school, and they decide to follow him because he's carrying a bunch of, I guess, stuff, and they're like, we're going to follow him because reasons.
0: Maybe he's building a nuclear bomb yeah, or something. Yeah,
1: come on. He's he's probably working for the Ruskies. Uh, that was a bit ridiculous. But uh, they find him in this sort of like run down um, building and he's basically building a cryo chamber. hmm So uh, of course the the big douchiest of the of the jocks winds up smashing the cryo chamber, leaks the um fucking Freon, what do they use? was it?
0: Uh, yes, actually cryo chambers use Freon yeah, like yeah. your air conditioner. Like your air conditioner. Yeah. yeah. It's super freon. Yeah. It's yeah. science
1: freon. Yeah. So um and that basically freezes them, and then when they wake up, surprise, surprise, it's twenty nineteen, and, and then uh, the issue ends. Yeah, and then and then they they dig their way out of the hole. They come their way out of the hole, and uh, what they come upon is Pasaconda, which is Pasadena's largest comics and sci fi convention. So of course, the big jock is like, look at all the these fucking nerds. So yeah, it's it's, it's fish out of water. But with like nineteen eighties jocks having to deal with now where nerd them is
0: mainstream. Yeah. So, um, which is actually kind of a, it's a cute idea. I think it's a cute idea. Uh, the, I was uh, I was didn't like this at first, and mm. then I was like, I, I think I see what he's doing. Yeah. And then he's do, definitely and doing. And then, a then thing. it kind of clicked. Yeah. Because yeah. also too like with the uh, with the date um, the mm-hmm. sensitive jock and this girl she is all over him and yeah. he's like huh, I'm just shy. Yeah. He's he maybe doesn't like ladies. Oh, do you think he's gay? Yeah, I do. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, there's a there's a whole line here too. It's like, oh shit, she I didn't says, even think of that. When I try and kiss you, it seems like I'm or like I'm molesting you. Gotta, yeah, you or I something? feel like I'm you every time we kiss, and he just goes, I'm just dot 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 shy. shy you know,
1: I like dick.
0: That's cool, buddy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, that was a. Uh, that wasn't the actual line. No, book, no, but no.
1: That was the that was the parenthesis. But I but I
0: do feel so. I got the sense that the writer is or just the storytellers themselves are trying to seed um, some modern complexities into mm-hmm. these caricatures. Yeah. So the anger issues of this alpha jock, mm-hmm. they're ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. But so and, over and, the top. Yeah. And then like the. Um, the the shyness or or versus impulsiveness of the other characters is just like from a modern lens it's just like oh you might be struggling with who you are right. or oh you might be struggling with something else or like which i it's it's super subtle but i don't know i don't know if it was intentional but i kind of picked yeah. up on it no that's i like good it i didn't
1: notice that i yeah i enjoyed this and i'm actually genuinely curious to see how they interact with like when he sees his ex his girlfriend Who's? It's been however many years.
0: Oh, she's gonna be in a trailer park with seventy-eight kids.
1: <laughs> that's horrible.
0: Well, that's, I mean, that's she, at least three too many. Kids. She's not a very forgivable character.
1: Um, well, do you think she's a bad character? The girlfriend.
0: She, I don't think she's a bad character, but oh. I don't. It's like she seems. She seems sweet not, enough. She,
1: f- <sighs> she seems like so, what's her name? From, I love this. From, from I love Back this. To the future.
0: You're you're hoping for. I mean, that's like,
1: literally who they're drawing. It's Jennifer from Back to the Future, right there. No,
0: they're not. They're drawing like every single sex spot in a slasher film Psh! that's not jennifer from back to the future that's like that's nameless from friday the 13th part 7
1: i hear what you're saying my retort is <laughs>
0: <Psh>! <laughs> G-. is that it uh, are we done she has a lot of hair do you have more to say no this was fun this was unexpected i wouldn't have read this unless unless uh you guys mentioned it and i'm us. glad I'm, yeah. I'm glad he did mm.
1: Um, yeah, this, I'm definitely going to read, uh, Revenge, or, what is it called? Planet of the Nerds? Planet of the Nerds! Number two. Um, although, I don't know, we probably won't oh. talk about it on the show, though, because it's not one of the big two.
0: There's, a, I, yeah, this is, this is, a, don't get used to this. <laughs> uh, there is a weird backup story about the nerd and his sexual thoughts about- I hate the nerd. Thoughts I about, hate the nerd. Well, he's the villain, you're supposed he's to He's obviously him. bad. But he has, uh, a weird fever dream about his salamander.
1: yeah. That was dumb. I don't care. I don't, yeah. like, I don't like that bit. But I did like the beginning, the first story. Yeah. Are there any other parts of uh, Crocodile Dundee that you want to talk about?
0: Yeah, man. The I I love the score of that movie. Really? Yeah. I don't разм- remember capacitor- it. Đi- you got to play it. Oh. You got to play it at the end of this. Or no, no, I have to do the other
1: one. What's the other? What was the other one?
0: I don't care. Ma- Odyssey, Miss F- M- F- F- Fist- M- Fist-
1: Odyssey. <laughs> no, i hate everything.
0: Yeah. Um, Crocodile. Um, go. You know. Even though they're problematic movies, I think the two first two Crocodile Dundee movies are actually really fun.
1: Yeah, I really liked them when I was growing up. All right. You can reach us. You can reach me on Twitter at JD's Hero Complex. You can re- reach Noel on Twitter.
0: Uh, and Mr. bartochi,
1: Yeah. Nothing fancy. And... Uh, You can go to the Patreon. You can go to Patreon slash Johnny Destructo to give some money to the show. Help us out. That'd be great. And um, fucking you can email us at cultpopgo at gmail.com or you can go to cultpopgo.com. Click on the bright red banner and leave us a voicemail and we'll play it on the show. And we will we will it'll be like you're here hanging out with us. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Mark, hopefully we'll see you next week. Miss you. And we will talk at you later. Bye.